from PRX. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcast that hopefully will be like a floating param for you, cradling you in a nice, uh, safe place uh, where whatever's keeping you awake can be forgotten, like the, you know, like the floating pram, you know, was forgotten. Uh, But, you you know, you'll forget whatever's keeping you awake so you could drift off. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. Hey, this is Scoots, and this is where I talk about sleeping with pluses and supporting the show. I'm going to try to do this one pretty fast with a couple questions. This only goes out if you're a regular listener to sleep with me. So if you're new or the show is just something you listen to every once in a while, this is not important, really. But if you're a regular listener, the question is, does sleep with me help you at all, right? Does it help you in a unique way, like help you fall asleep or break up uh, the thoughts or, or ease of loneliness in the deep, dark night? distract you from physical sensations or whatever does it do anything for you and does the sleep you get or the relief you get make your life any better and if the answers to those questions are yes and you can afford to support the show this is a time when i'm really asking people hey what would it be worth to you if we stopped making sleep with me like would you would you pay to get it back like you'd say if sleep with me does make your life better by helping you get sleep or it does help you in the deep, dark night feel less alone, or you just like it, uh, and we stopped making it. I said, hey, would you pay, would you pay for, 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 for to get back? Uh, like, how much would sleeping be, be worth to you? Say, hey, let's restart it. Let me put a quarter in the machine. What would what it does for you be worth to you to say, hey, I really want to get that back? Uh, and if, if the answer is like, hey, yeah, it would be worth 20 bucks to me, or it would be worth 50 bucks to me, think about supporting the show. At Sleep With Me Plus, even, I mean, obviously most people support it much less than that because the show could really use your support right now and we never have to cross that threshold. So if, you, if the show does something for you in a unique way, you like the podcast and you can afford to support it, just don't wait. Uh, sign up for Sleep With Me Plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. That's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. I want to thank Claire and tonight's sponsor for supporting this episode and provide me with some samples. You know, I suffer from seasonal allergies. Not only do they get in the way of me living my life, they get in the way of me making this podcast to put you to sleep because when those allergies are really kicking in, I sound weird and I do not feel good at all. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D, the double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And that's what I like about Claritin D. It covers all those bases. For me, I love the relief from the runny nose and the sinus pressure. Holy cow. Those two things combined. I'm, I'm like, the, the worst two symptoms I have at the exact same time. So I love the relief that Claritin brings. And I've been taking Claritin D this spring for this allergy season. And it's been a game changer because I can go out on my runs and on my trail runs and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to record the podcast tomorrow because my nose is running and my sinuses are clogged? 
Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thanks, everybody. Support for Sleep With Me comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting your time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash with me that's o-d-o-o dot com slash with me odoo modern management made simple all right everybody it's time for the sleepy supporter zone and this really you see what why why are you getting so excited at the beginning of a sleep podcast scoots and it's like well i want it free for everybody not behind a paywall And people like Paige Elizabeth, who supported Brooklyn and got some sweet new Brooklyn embedding. Paige and our partnership with Brooklyn enable us to keep this podcast going for free. That's wonderful. And it it, it is a bit of a contradiction trying to make a sleep podcast and keep it free with an energetic beginning to the podcast. Uh, But I I want you to be able to access it whenever you need it. So thank you, Paige. If you support a sponsor, particularly some of our newer sponsors like uh, KiwiCo or Grove, what what KiwiCo subscription did you sign up for? What did you get in your Grove box? Did you get that laundry dispenser? Isn't that cool? Uh, So let me know about it. Tag the sponsor, tag me, so they know the partnership with Sleep With Me is valuable. And I know to thank you on the Sleepy Supporter Zone like Paige Elizabeth is, which is now over. Hey, Mystery Bard, as it happens, I was going to ask you a question about your new podcast, As It Happens. Uh, what in the name of Barbara Bud? Can you sing about that and everybody that helps out on this show? Chris Posty Poster Song Sounds like an earful Wrote the theme song Carl W. The Legend Kenny Scotty and Jennifer I am the mystery bard. I do the lullaby song. I'm making a podcast. Yeah, writing songs. It's called As It Happens. Song day. And you can find it. Just search for it. You see the kindness shine straight on through. When the listeners form their own Facebook group. Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer. These are your narrators. Get support, dear scooter on Patreon. Buy the merch and support the sponsors. You can find anything you want at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And we're so proud that we could dance to be part of Nine Veil Presents. So now on with the show. Thanks, Mystery Bard. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, just in case I have news, you know, it'll be cool. Like, I promise, like, uh, that I'll send something cool out there. If I ever send an email via the newsletter, if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get it. It'd probably be interesting or news or something fun behind the scenes. So you could do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash newsletter. Newsletter pending would be what it would be, but it's just sleepwithmepodcast.com slash newsletter. And that's it. What do you say we get on with the show? 
Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's, uh, you know, thoughts you're thinking about, uh, feelings, uh, emotions, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in schedule or weather or situations, work, uh, first, second, third shift, uh, Whatever, whatever it is, it could be anything. Whatever's keeping me awake, though, I'm here to help. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to create a safe place here. A nice, uh, ru- ru- ruminous. I don't think that, like, uh, that's definitely the wrong word. Uh, maybe we'll go back to that room room word. And I'm not talking about R-O-O-M. But, I, you know, this safe place is both cozy and roomy. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. Or, no, I guess that's not true. My tones are both dulcet and creaky. I guess that could be a question on one of those tests uh, where they try to test your logic. Uh, in my quick case, it's, I'd score higher if they were testing my illogic. That could be a, like it. That would be like a '90s kind of hip hop test. My logic. That would be a, like just one line in a in a in a, in a song. Uh, it can't be standardized, you know. That so. Was they saying? Oh, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. There you go. That was a miniature one. Superfluous tangents. I'm gonna go off topic. I'm gonna use filler words. My metaphors will be mild uh, at best. Uh, most of the time, they'll probably be, be, be probably be incomplete, like my sentences. Uh, but I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff as you fall asleep. So if you're new, uh, let me give you a couple pieces of information because I know this is this podcast is a, is a bit different. Uh, and uh, if you're new to it, you you might be in a situation where hey, you're trying to fall asleep, you're looking for help. That's what I'm here for. Uh, but this podcast doesn't work for everybody, but it almost works for no one on their first try. That's a pretty universal reaction uh, for regular listeners. But we have retained hundreds of thousands of people like uh, that listen um, almost on a nightly basis. So I will say give it a few tries, but here's the things that can help. One, kind of listen in a loose, unfocused way. At first, because this podcast doesn't really follow normal structure or normal expectations. And also just acknowledge, yeah, this is, like is a little bit different. I'm not sure how to feel about it. Uh, I'm a little bit skeptical. Uh, this safe place has room for your skepticism and doubt. Uh, so that's totally fine. Or that, hey, this podcast might, might, might not be for me. I totally want that uh, possibility to exist but just because it does right and also i really want to do is help you if i can so kind of just look at it like a fuzzy cloud that's one thing second thing uh, that can kind of defy expectations is uh, the structure of the show which is just a reality of uh, the structure of a sleep podcast 
uh, that I want to keep free for everybody. So the show starts off with a few minutes of business. Then there's an intro, which we're doing now. The intros are about 12 to 18 minutes. Uh, then I'll talk about the intro a little bit more in a second. Then there's some business. Then there'll be a story, which tonight will be kind of me trying to make a, like a recap of a Mandalorian episode six or chapter six, if you will. But you, you, if you watch that episode, you say, Scoots, it didn't sound like a, the episode that I, I say, well, that's good. I pointed out some new things uh, and some stuff you could possibly observe on your fourth or fifth try. And if you've never seen Mandalorian, don't worry. Uh, I mean, it could spoil it, but, uh, uh, you know, you probably will forget or sleep through it. So it's, it's made to be made to be sleepy and not engaging. And then the show ends with some thank yous. So that's the structure show. The intro, though, can throw new listeners off uh, totally understandably because it's 12 to 18 to 20 to 19 to 13 to 14 or 12 or so minutes long. So instead of me saying, this is what we're going to talk about tonight, this is what the show is, and this is what we're going to talk about, and then let's do it, uh, that would be kind of an efficient in- intro. Name of the show, who am I, who, what, where, when, why, how. I would never make, you know, that would be like an hour show for me. Uh, so part of it is just in my nature, but most of it is that the idea of the intro evolved over the history of this podcast uh, because... I learned that listeners need some time to wind down. You can't just put someone to sleep. In my experience for this show, this isn't true for everybody. And that people need a little bit of time, whether it's as they're getting ready for bed listening and, uh, you know, brushing their teeth or, you know, journaling or drawing or stretching, whatever it is, or just chilling. Or if you're in bed, kind of starting to unwind. Uh, the intro gives you time for that, and it's different every single time, uh, but it's also similar every time because I tend to, uh, you know, because well, I want to welcome the new listeners and re-welcome the regular listeners, and just it just helps you unwind, and it kind of keeps me connected to the listeners, uh, but you can skip ahead. I would try the podcast out a few times first, uh, but some listeners skip ahead 20 minutes and they start listening there. Uh, so kind of see how it goes. So that's the structure of the show. This is also, it, it can be different is that this is a podcast kind of, like I said at the beginning, you don't really need to listen to this show. So some people listen and, uh, like they don't listen to anything I say, they lower me to a mumble or they have me under a pillow or they just don't pay attention. They're hearing my words. That's how kind of sometimes I consume, uh, particularly play by play is I like sports. Like I used to listen to that for comfort. Um, actually during the day when I was at different jobs or driving and I never was paying attention. It's just, it's something about that comforted me. So for some people, that's how they listen. Other people listen to the show in a loose way and some people listen. So, so you, you don't need to listen. You can kind of see what your relationship with the show is. And in the end, it'll probably evolve and change. Uh, but if you do need to listen, I'm here to the very end, which kind of goes into the next point is this is a podcast, uh, that doesn't really put you to sleep. There's no pressure from me for you to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, and that's why the shows are an hour to give you plenty of time. But if you can't sleep or you woke up in the middle of the night, 
uh, as I have uh, this week <laughs> multiple times. Uh, you know, I'm here to keep you company there, too. So I'm here to the end, whether you're listening or you're asleep, I'm here for you. Uh, so those, that's the structure of the show. That's the kind of things. I mean, that's like, uh, I was talking about that room word, rumination. And uh, that's a nice, like, it, it, it's not, a, I guess, like, it's a light version of, like, you say, well, I'm ruminating. And you say, what, on the next great, uh, you know, philosophical uh, thing, Cheaty? And I'd say, no, this is Scoots. I was just ruminating about uh, my room temperature last night. That's what I was literally doing. And then I don't know if you can go from a rumination to a debate, uh, but I did. I said, well, should I get out of bed? Should I do something? Should I, okay, okay, maybe I'll put my pillow over my head and that'll fix it. So this podcast is there if you ruminate or you don't or you debate or whatever it is uh, to kind of get in the way of that process and to give you an alternative to listen to, uh, which is mostly me kind of rambling and going off topic and not getting to the point because uh, I'm your bore bud. That's my job is to be here uh, for you because I've been there uh, and I know how it feels. And in the end, I really, truly do believe you deserve a good night's sleep, that uh, you deserve a safe place where you can let the day slide away and you could drift off into sleep and you could be rested and, and able to engage in your life a little bit more and that eventually you get a good night's sleep uh, majority of the time. That's what I shoot for, just the majority of the time. Uh, not all the time. Thanks, uh, sand person that, uh, you know, comes to me on an occasional basis. Uh, but that, uh, you know, you can get enough rest that you could flourish, that you could really, uh, you know, uh, start to grow and flower. So I'm here to help. And this is the only way I can help is just by telling these, uh, I can't, there's not much else I really can do other than to be here to tell you a story and keep you company. I'm not an expert in sleep or that, you know, there's, there's like, uh, you know, like I'm not an expert in anything else, really. And this is really the only way I can help. And the reason I do it is because I just know how it feels uh, in that rumination zone. Luckily, there's no highways to the rumination zone because you'd say, I mean, it's interesting that rumination, I don't even know if that's a word, but, uh, and rumination do like are closely related. Do they rhyme? Rumination and my rumination. I guess now we're getting back into some nineties hip hop with the standardized test, uh, uh, given by the nation. I guess it'd be nation, rumination, rumination. Uh, but so we, I mean, we could work on it. You know, I'll, I'll see, you know, I'll try to get, get a hold of, uh, I don't know who I'd be best to lie. I mean, maybe I just better stick to, yeah, what I'm good at, which is keeping you company, being a goofball, going off topic, and, uh, uh, yeah, using filler words. Boom, you just saw that. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate your time and you coming by, checking the show out, uh, or coming back night after night. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive. I really want to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody.
All right, everybody, it is time to talk about tonight's sponsor, Air Doctor. There's an Air Doctor uh, humming in the other room right now. You can't hear it, but I know it's there. And I know it's going to be smoky season here in the Bay Area, not to mention they live by a freeway and a cement plant. And so I love the peace of mind and the easy use that the Air Doctor brings because it just works. It's one of those things, it just works. And you may hear me say this, and I mean it. I love my air doctor because Americans spend 90% of our time indoors. We take about 20,000 breaths a day. And according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. And just in my house, that's about 60,000 breaths a day between my daughter, my dog, Koa, and I. And I'm so happy. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold, so my lungs don't have to. Neither do your lungs. And the things I love about Air Doctor, one, it has a night mode where you could turn off all the lights. It has auto mode or you could set the fan speed for what works for you. And I like to have my hair cleaned everywhere, in my room, in my daughter's room, and upstairs in our living room. I really I really believe you'll love it as much as I do. And they have a bunch of amazing options too now. Uh, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SLEEP and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast customers, you will receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use that promo code SLEEP. Thanks, everybody. Sleep With Me is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive. Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, everybody, we're back with our Mandalorian coverage. Chapter 6, The Prisoner. And it's just starting up with the Lucasfilm Limited thing. Uh, preview. Let me see the preview coverage. So let me pause here. Uh, uh, come with me. Lots of uh, 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 squirt guns. The kid, yes. Uh, okay, then the episode opens. Now, this episode is a little bit different, and, and it shows the potential of a kind of serial and uh, episodic uh, series. Uh, and I, I don't know, I particularly enjoyed this. I watched it a lot. And maybe it was the casting. Maybe it was just because it was so much different than all the other episodes, uh, and it was uh, contained. But we see the opening, we hear the flute-type sounds, and we see the Razor Crest landing in a hangar. There's drums. I uh, also like how it kind of already, st- it's, it's the beginning of the episode, but it kind of already started. And Mando's walking around to some sort of uh, hangar, some sort of base, uh, looking around. There's other people there, other beings. So some of them stare at him. Uh, everybody seems to be working. 
uh, a couple of people, and then some dude says, Mando, that you? Uh, he goes under that bucket, uh, Ran is that guy's name. He goes, I don't think I'd ever see you again. This guy looks like he probably plays slide guitar on the weekends or just sits around uh, uh, drinking cans of stuff and smoking. But uh, he's like, oh, geez, stuff with the guild is not working out, huh? And Mando says, don't worry about it. Uh, and Rand says, well, you know the policy. No questions asked around here, old buddy. Uh, and then, let's see, no questions. What's the job, Mando says. Uh, oh, he says, you're welcome back anytime. What's the job? The guy says, okay, well, we got a, one of our buddies is a, got busted, got nabbed, and we got a crew to spring him. It's five-person per, person job. I got four. And then he says, all you need is a ride, though, and you bought, brought it. Uh, it's already been brought, in, as uh, someone once said. And he goes, what about me, man? I got Beskar armor. He goes, you only care about my ship? Uh, it wasn't part of the deal. And he goes, well, that's the only reason I let you in here was your ship. Uh, he, and he goes, come on, man. Don't you know anything about gratitude? Aren't you grateful to me? Uh, it's funny, though. I guess it's a little bit of uh, exposition about the ship through the episode. Uh, they, you could tell they know each other pretty well. Because he gives Mando a hard time. Then we meet Mayfeld, played by Bill Burr. He looks like a little bit like somebody out of a G.I. Joe comic. Uh, he's got some swagger. They talk about Mando's past a long time ago. Remember what you once said one time, Mando? Like, uh, maybe not Mando's greatest uh, moments. They had some crazy days, him and Ran. He says, yeah, that was a long time ago. And he goes, well, I don't leave the house, Ran says. So so uh, Mayfield's going to be the point man on this job. And if he says that it's coming from me, and kind of like a little alpha off here, Mayfield says, you you know, but Mayfield's not really alpha. So he says, you know, oh, are you going to listen to me or not? Uh, the guy says, well, things changed around. He goes, Mayfeld, he goes, he's really good. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, he used to work in the Empire. Amanda goes, well, that's not saying much. Uh, he goes, well, I wasn't a stormtrooper. I don't know if this is the first time we learn about that the ship is called the Razor Crest or not. Uh, I know I put down slot machine. But uh, Mayfeld's not impressed with the Razor Crest. Oh, Canto Bite Slot Machine, he says. Uh, then we meet Berg, uh, who is uh, played by Clancy Brown. Uh, though it takes a lot of looking. Berg's interesting. He's the muscle. Uh, goes, oh, so this is a Mandalorian. Not impressed. Uh, thought he'd be bigger. Uh, then we meet a droid named Zero. Now, we've seen droids this, like, uh, type on uh, Navarro. And the Mandalorian says, what, droids? And he says, There's, I thought you said you had four. And then it says, like, his, one of his axes. Also, the droid is uh, uh, voiced by someone famous uh, from the It crowd. Uh, so his ex or something, she says, hello, Mando. Uh, Shihan, I think, is, uh, she goes, I missed you. 
And she goes, this is shiny. You wear it well. We're talking about his Beskar. Uh, Shion is uh, a little heartbroken, uh, you know, Mando, from Mando. And they say, okay, we don't got much time. We got to get to work here. We gotta get going. Oh, she, somebody also says, learn from the best. Uh, uh, also, the um, Berg calls him Mando Tiny. Then the, it opens. Then we see the title card, and it says, The Prisoner. Uh, then we have Zero on the comms doing a check. Uh, hyperdrive, uh, landing gear. Uh, gets, he sees Grief Cargus uh, trying to get a message through. Uh, deliver the quarry. And go, oh, well, that's interesting. Then they go over the plan. Fortified transport, uh, limited window. On and off, uh, New Republic, Max, tram, transport. Ma- Amanda goes, oh, boy, no way. That thing's, uh, he goes, this is uh, serious business. Uh, they go, job is a job, man. Don't mess it up. Uh, it'll be fine, Mando. Plus, it's a droid-run ship. Uh, then Zero says, you know, your ship's really not that nice. It's kind of a mess. Uh, but at least it goes off the grid and can jam codes. Uh, it's only 67.3% efficient. Uh, oh, Rand says, yeah, it's an off-the-grid ship. It doesn't exist. And it can jam the code. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, tricky flying. Mando goes, I don't know if I can pull that off. They go, oh, yeah, that's why Zero's flying his ship. Uh, he's quicker and smarter. He's the best. Uh, Mando, of course, doesn't trust droids. Uh, and they say, I think he says, I don't trust anybody. And Rand says, just like the good old days, don't worry. Uh, then let's see. What was, uh, just like the good old days, he's the best. Uh, don't worry, Mando. Oh, Amanda says, I don't trust a droid. Rand says, I don't trust anybody. Maybe, I don't know. They get on the ship, they depart. Uh, uh, gate goes up. Uh, uh, then uh, Mando and uh, Zero, I think, are in the... Um, Rand kind of does it like, hey, see you, buddy. Yeah, thingamajig. They head into hyperspace eventually. So so we see that it's kind of like a space, not a, what do they call that, a spaceport or something, or a satellite. So we get a view of uh, Berg pacing, Mayfeld and Shihan uh, chilling. Everybody getting each other's nerves. Uh, is Mando watching Zeros fly the ship? He says, you could go below, man. I'm going to go into uh, hyperspace. I got it from here. Uh, let's see. Oh, then down below, Berg opens Mando's safe and laughs. Uh, Mando appears down there and closes the door. He says, "That's not your uh, enough for you to be going through, man." Oh, actually, he just jumped down. He didn't appear down there. Uses his remote control to close it. Berg doesn't like that. Like, we get it. It's your personal space. Then they start kind of uh, messing around. Uh, 
They go, why do we even need this suit? I think Berg says that. They go, yeah, well, don't worry. We'll get it done. Uh, they say, oh, you're so great. They're, like, talking about Mando and his presence. Uh, they go, oh, they're all laughing at him right now. And then uh, talking about him like he's not there. G.C. Sheehan, is he good? She goes, well, what about Elzak 3? Mando goes, uh, you know, I did what I had to do. She goes, you liked it, though. She goes, I know who you really are. And he, he, they go, well, what about the helmet? Uh, so and then they try to get him to take, uh, this is the way. And they go, well, we want to see your face. We don't necessarily trust you. And so then we have a little dance off. Uh, and then uh, Oso gets revealed in Oso's hiding spot. Uh, uh, they go, what is this, a pet or something? Man, goes, yeah, something like that. It's a pet. Uh, you're really odd, man. Uh, also, Mayfeld has Berg do his work for him. Uh, and they go, Jesus, you, he goes, what's this code of yours? Certainly is interesting. Uh, Mayfeld doesn't, says he doesn't have patience uh, for a pet. Uh, go, Jesus, I can't believe you'd have a, ba- a pet. Uh, maybe that code of yours has made you soft. Oh, she says that. Uh, yeah, I don't have the temperament for pets, Mayfeld says. Uh, and then he kind of, he picks up baby Oso. He goes, maybe I'll try again, Mando. Try some balance. Uh, not being, because, uh, you know, not being overprotective. Uh, so they don't know how much he values Oso. Uh, but then they arrive. They're dropping out of hyperspace. Uh, commencing final approach. They got to do some wild moves in the ship, which seems to have some gravity. Yeah, because everybody gets tossed around. Oso gets put away. And they land on the ship. Uh, and they say, okay, whoa, zero minutes, commence extraction. Like, we didn't even get a proper countdown. And they go, geez, are we ready? He goes, oh, yeah, it's scrambling our signature. And I hacked in the computer, Zero says. And we got a job to. Then Mando has to hack into the the door or whatever, pick the lock, uh, which everyone does. Uh, but everyone's making eyes while he's doing it. They're uh, also a little bit jumpy. And then Mayfeld has to go first. After you, we see some Daleks. Uh, so it's very. This it did have a Doctor Who feel to this episode a couple times. Uh, and then the nod, kind of with the Dalek type robots. I did wonder about the handheld communicators that are still like the lip balm things. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? They say, get us a control room zero, uh, sub-level three. Oh, then Mando looks after Oso, then jumps down. Uh, and he says, I know the drill, bio-trackers, Iran. Uh, uh, you know, watch out for the droids. Uh, so they start moving. We see uh, Zero's watching them. They start going down these hallways. All are kind of these white hallways. We see some forest friends uh, that are all uh, like, it's a ship's like a little bit like a hostel. Everybody's uh, sleeping there uh, in their bunks from all different worlds. Uh, 
Also, somebody says, I don't like this, which reminded me of a paranoid android. Or maybe, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Someone, oh, they call, they say, oh, geez, are you paranoid, um, Mando? Uh, left at the next juncture. And they see one of those little rolling bots. Uh, and Berg doesn't like it. He says, oh, little puppy. And, of course, he chases after it, which sets off, sends the droids in to check on them. Uh, there's a showdown, and Mando's not there. And he slides up behind them. Uh, like, he does, like, it's a, like a little bit like, a, there's, like, a, interesting, because I didn't point this out earlier, but everybody's on ice skates. I forgot that part. And so now there's like ice skating and everybody's trying to skate. It's like a, like a combination of hockey and uh, figure skating. And Mando comes up behind and does like three triple sow cows uh, and a Lutz, a triple Lutz, and it's over. Uh, everybody's impressed. Uh, uh, but they, they're impressed, but then they're not, they try to act like they're not and they walk away. They say, oh, clean up your mess. They don't treat them with any respect. Uh, but again, we get a, a hint of, uh, Mando's capabilities. Uh, and then Zero goes, okay, you've been detected. Uh, also, I think I see an order gigantic signature somewhere or something comes up. Uh, then there's a standoff, uh. Oh, where they have the organic signature, which is like a, like a person, because they thought they're only going to be figure skating with droids. And they realized that this is, they thought maybe it'd be like, it's a human judge. So they try to say, well, geez, if you're going to be judging these rest of our figure skating, you can't, they say, are you sure you're not? And they say, well, I'm representing the droids. I'm like, uh, just like in the height of the cold war with figure skating they say well how are you a judge if you're on the side of the droids you're supposed to be judging fairly and this judge uh, just says no 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 i'm for uh republic droids period uh so this is a bit and they say you know what i'm going to call in uh the ioc or whatever so he hits an alarm they say easy egghead nice shoes Mando tries to take over as the judge. This is what's not to tick off the judge. Because uh, this was before they dropped to the top and the lowest score. He says, what's your name? Da- da- Davin or something. Davin. Uh, meanwhile, they find out where the person they're trying to catch, get out is. Uh, why don't you both be quiet? There's blinking. Zero to Mayfeld. You got 20 minutes. Uh, say, fine, we only need five. Uh, we see Mando run uh, on, on skates, which was interesting. Uh, uh, Berg tosses the Daleks. He does like this Dalek uh, hammer throw. Uh, then they open up. They get the guy they're rescuing, Quinn, I think is his name. And he goes, geez, here he is, the man who left me behind. Uh, my one-time tr- skate, skating training partner uh, left me behind, you know, at this, you know, in 96 Olympics or something. I mean, this is in another world, so I'm just kind of translating. And they say, Mando, you're going to have to stay. You get a timeout. Uh, you have to stay in this uh, skating thinking room. 
uh, like, uh, we're going to go get flowers and teddy bears tossed to us, uh, and get out of here and deliver the, uh, quarry. So then they call zero cause they're like, how do we even get out of here? Uh, and he says, oh, I'll get you out of here. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, just follow my uh, directions. He goes, by the way, I found some info on the Mandalorian's ship. Uh, and they go, who cares right now? And the thing was for the Mandalorian, he's put in one of, one of those things, like a, like a penalty box, I guess, is it, like, like exactly what he's in. They just call it something different. He needs to use, He actually uses actual elbow grease. Uh, to get out, uh, then zero notices this. We see zero at the controls, uh, and then Mando goes into the control room, like where the judges watch. Cause they don't watch, they watch all of these uh, video screens. Uh, and he starts pressing buttons, like shutting down, releasing Zambonis, uh, all that stuff. They say, zero says, geez, you have a potential problem. Uh, he goes, uh, then Mando shuts, it turns out the like, uh, fluorescent lights turns on these red lights, uh, which make things way more moody, uh, kind of like a night vision mode, uh, which is cool. Uh, then, uh, so Mando's like kind of split up all, so the team has to split up, uh, while Mando just kind of watches, uh. And they say, Zero, do you copy? And then he's like, I can't seem uh, to get a hold of you. Let's see. They, here's where they're splitting up the, the, the red blader on. Say, come on, come on, let's go. Mando's watching, shutting doors, splitting up Zambonis. Uh, and they say, yeah, yeah, you go that way, we'll go this way. That's when Zero says, so let's see what Zero's going to say. Zero says, yeah, do you copy? I uh, can't get a hold of you. Uh, weird. Let me press some buttons here. Comms are no far longer functioning. You can't hear me, obviously. Uh, you're on your own. Uh, then we hear Oso and Zero sees Oso and says, hey, curious. Uh, then they back on the ship. They say, fine, Mando. Then we go back to Zero and Oso making contact. They decide to play hide and seek on the ship. Uh, and I think he says, do you have a name? Uh, Mayfeld calls. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the dude. This kind of guy reminded me a little bit of like that he could have been played by David Bowie, this uh, other character that they rescued. Uh, he goes, oh, do you have a name? Mayfeld says, yeah, that's a, he's obviously like from a fam- rich family. Cause he says, do you even have a name? He goes, Mayfeld. He goes, well, you're going to get me off the ship, Mayfeld. He goes, what about your sister? Is, 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 is she on is his sister? He goes, I don't go, just get me off the ship, man. I don't really care about that stuff. Uh, Mando's still watching. He thinks about the beacon that called in the uh, IOC, uh, Red Halls. Uh, they talk about Mando disliking the droid. Mayfell keep call, keeps calling zero, but he calls him ZZZ. Yeah, yeah, let's see. So he picks up the beacon. Says, huh, I don't need no IOC coming here to reevaluate everything. And we got the hallways, Mayfeld and the um, the Bowie-esque dude. I don't know why. I said, huh, reminds me of David Bowie. 
Not exactly sure why. Yeah, yeah, Mayfeld's calling Z, Z. Can't get a hold of anything. He's frustrated. The guy goes, hey, hey, whatever Rand promised, I'll give you triple. Uh, just get me out of here, buddy. Oh, no, he says, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. You go get uh, Mando. Uh, see, uh, Quinn is his name. I forgot. I forgot how. I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, so he sends Mayfeld off after Mando. Then we have this really cool sequence. Uh, everybody looking for Mando. Uh, there's great music, uh, and also uh, the like zero zero and Oso are playing hide and seek. Uh, but Oso says, "I don't know if zero is going to play fair." Uh, then we have the the um, Ran. This was like a Bond, like a, a brief, like it was a sequence from a Bond movie. I felt like in a good way. Because uh, he says, Rand says, well, I'm going to play the hockey version of this figure skating hockey game and not the figure skating version. And so he uses a lot of hockey moves on Mando, who's not quite ready for it. Uh, and also Mando uses these all these James Bond-esque gadgets, uh, which don't work. Uh, and also he, uh, Rand is in, interested in seeing, or not Rand, Berg is interested in seeing Mando's face. Uh, but then he sees, they, they do like a thing where he, Mando says, look through door number one. And then he says, look through door number two. And uh, Mando gets away. Uh, then Shihan uh, uh, was looking for Mando. We see Zero looking for Oso. Uh, we get the idea that I think Mando outskated uh, Shihan. Uh, then Mayfeld, there's like this 80s type music uh, playing that goes to an industrial type music. Really, really good again in these moments. And Mando goes in like, uh, I don't know what I, I mean. I don't know. Like he has like, like it reminds me of like a Rudy Galindo moment because like uh, there's like strobe lighting and it's just an overpowering mo- moment. Uh, where he skates on, where Mayfeld can't even get his bearings because of the strobe lighting and the music and stuff. And uh, so he can't, he, he's like so jumpy. Uh, then Zero uh, also has a new hiding spot. Zero's trying to find it. Quinn is uh, waiting. He's about to get on the ship, and then Mando's there. He goes, Yeah, I, out, I outskated everybody. They got what they deserved. Uh, then I think Quinn, maybe, I don't know, understand the money situation, uh, but uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why, because I put a money symbol. Because you think basically Quinn says, I'll pay you to bring me back anyway. Uh, all the money Ram promised and more. Be reasonable. You were hired to do a job. Isn't that your code? You're a man of honor. Like, uh, let's put the skating aside. Uh, and we see Zero uh, is about to find Oso, and then Oso's about to do the magic hands, but then uh, Mando appears and says, uh, Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you're staying in the, uh, on the um, ice skating ship without everybody. And Oso goes, Oh, Papa, hello, oh, Papa. And then they're out. They go back to the space station. 
uh, we see the radar. Uh, they land. Uh, uh, Mando, Razorcrest. First, we just see Ran. He's all smiles. I guess he didn't know what to expect. Uh, then he sees a door open. He laughs. Uh, Cause he's like, he's thinking that Mando didn't come back. You know, he thinks that, uh, it's just going to be Quinn and his crew. And I think, let's see who gets off first again. There's where Oso, I'm watching Oso says, Oh, Papa. Hello, Papa. Uh, coos or whatever. Googly, googly, goo. That's what, that's what Oso says a lot of times. Uh, Razorcrest takes off. I guess it like uh, the the way the beacon works for the IOC is different for everybody. Uh, so then they go, you know, they see the Razorcrest jump, and now it's going into the space station. Mando's pushing buttons, uh, checking his radar. Rand's looking. It lands. He's standing there, and he's pretty pleased. He says, "Okay, well." I'm, uh, Oh, and then we see Mando and Quinn. He goes, huh. Oh, boy. It didn't calculate this one. Quinn doesn't look. He looks happy to be free, but uh, they laugh. Uh, they have a big hug. Where's everybody else? Uh, everything went fine, Mando? Where's all the others? Uh, he goes, no questions asked. That's the policy. He goes, yeah, here's that's the policy. Mando goes, pay it up, sucker. So Quinn reaches in, throws him some stacks. Mando says, just like the good old days. Uh, and he goes, I'm out, all right. Uh, they look after him, uh, and then they frown as soon as he turns his back. Uh, they, you know, they don't like Mando, really. Closes the door. Quinn's making a, he's, Quinn's got a muscle shirt on and he has muscles to back it up. Mando's taken off. Uh, Ran waves at him and he kind of reverses out of the ship. Uh, and they say, all right, let's take Mando and make him go bye-bye. We're going to high OC doping convention type thing. Uh, but we quickly realize, you know, that, uh, this won't happen. Uh, Mando's too smooth for that. Uh, we hear a little beeping. And they say, wait a second, what's that beeping noise? Uh, Quinn, Mando planted it on Quinn. He says, what's this thing? He goes, that's the IOC button, man. That's it. We're toast. Oh, dear. Not good. And then we see three X-Wings jump in. Somehow they miss Mando. Mando takes off, uh, and the, the, the three pilots say, okay, we got a link on the beacon, probably trouble. Oh, looks like they're launching some sort of ship. Uh, let's just take them all and, uh, uh, you know, by say go bye-bye. And so that's the end of them. Uh, they, you know, they're like, uh, Mando one. Uh, J-U-R-K-S is a zero. And the Mando jumps uh, the ship uh, into space, going through hyperspace. Uh, 
Kind of is tired. We see Baby Oso. He gives Baby Oso his ball to play with. Uh, he goes, here, buddy, play with the ball. That was a bad idea, but I guess we got paid. And what growl, growl, something. I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, it's uh, the three of them, Mayfeld. We get a little post uh, thing of Mayfeld, Shian, and Berg. Uh, and they're in the penalty box. Uh, he growls, growls. Uh, it's like they all have headaches. That's what it was. They're all holding their heads. At least uh, Mayfeld and Berg are. And then we have the wrap. I counted 12 paintings, uh, but, it, you know, I've probably been wrong on it every time I've counted. Uh, but with that episode comes to a close. So let's see what came up on this episode I wrote about here or researched. Uh, slot machine was the first thing. So let's go to Wikipedia and look up slot machine. Uh, slot machine known as a fruit machine, a puggy. Uh, the slots, poker pokies, uh, or simply slot is a good casino machine game of chance. Uh, also known by their uh, large mechanical levers attached to the side of early mechanical machines. Uh, it has three, usually has three or more reels that spin when the game is activated. Uh, some still use uh, the lever, but more as a design trait, uh, uh, because now they've been superseded by random number generators, uh, and are operated with push buttons or touch screens. Uh, they usually include uh, some way to do validate payment, coin, cash, voucher, token. Uh, but yeah, let's look at the history. The first one was developed in, by uh, Stipman and Pitt in Brooklyn, 1891. It uh, had uh, five drums with a total of 50 uh, card faces based on poker. It was popular. Many bars in the city had them. They were a nickel. And they'd be hoping for, a, there was no direct payment, payment mechanism, but... Uh, a pair of kings might get a free beer. Uh, Royal Flush would pay out cigars or drinks. Uh, no, so it's interesting. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you call it, but uh, do the vast number of possible wins. Uh, it proved uh, practically impossible to come up with a way to make the machine capable of making an automatic payment for all combinations. But somewhere between 1887 and 1895, Charles Fay of San Francisco devised a simpler automatic mechanism uh, with three reels and five symbols, horseshoes, diamonds, spades, hearts, and the Liberty Bell. The bell gave the machine its name. Uh, three reels instead of five drums, the complexity was reduced uh, and allowed Fay to devise an automatic payment me payout mechanism. Uh, three bells in a row would pay 10 nickels, uh, and it was a huge success, Liberty Bell. And it went on from there, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, until uh, entire industries. And uh, so there's a lot more about it, uh, the article on Wikipedia. And what about uh, the it crowd? Holy cow, we got a little bit of... Uh, and a taste of it uh, here for Zero, uh, which if I don't know if you've seen it, it's a British sitcom uh, broadcast by Channel 4. 
uh, it's set in uh, uh, a fictional office uh, and it revolves around the members of the IT staff, uh, Maurice, uh, Roy, and Jen. And kind of uh, how, uh, I guess you don't want to ruin the show too much, uh, but uh, you, you, got, you kind of got to see it. Uh, it premiered all the way back in 2006, uh, and it ran for four series of six episodes each. each uh, the sixth was commissioned but not produced. Uh, there was a special in 2013. Uh, what else do you mean? I mean, it's kind of a show you should see. I don't know where, I'm sure you could screen, uh, uh, what do you call it? Stream it somewhere. Uh, it was internationally syndicated on ABC in Australia, UK TV, uh, GTV, Comedy Central in Germany, in Poland, uh, uh, HBO in Czech Republic, uh, so, yeah, and the uh, IFC, it's also on Netflix, Tubi TV, and Hulu, it says here. And while fifth season was uh, created or uh, commissioned in 2011, uh, and they did start pre-production, uh, they were going to do it as a goodbye, but uh, I don't know if it, I guess it just didn't work out. Uh, could just couldn't make it work with the schedules of people's uh, work schedules and stuff like that. Uh, but it's definitely a show you should check out. I mean, delightful, delightful performances and stuff. Also, You Wear It Well was said in this episode uh, about uh, the Beskar Armor, which is a Rod Stewart song uh, written by Rod Stewart and Martin uh, Quintenton. Uh, Kind of sounds very similar to Maggie May. It was uh, came on seventy two, never a dull moment. Uh, international hit, number one on the UK singles chart in the US. It hit thirteen. Uh, Stuart performed it on top of the pops uh, with the full lineup of faces, uh, and uh, also twenty thirteen performance. Uh, not much more about it, uh, but uh, just I don't know. When I Googled You Wear It Well, that was the first thing that came up. Uh, another show that came up was, uh, or they, like uh, that I've talked about on the podcast before, is The Prisoner, which is a 1967 British uh, science fiction TV series, uh, which is very out there. Very uh, 60s, 70s TV, British TV. It has a little bit of spy, a little bit of science fiction, and it's very different. Uh, it was a single season of 17 episodes, uh, 1966 to 1968. Uh, let's see. It was first broadcast in Canada, then the UK, then in the US. Uh, um, what else we got here? It kind of had that 60s countercultural feel, sur- surrealistic, uh, fantasy. I guess it was a remake on AMC in 2009. And I'm trying to think of what we could talk about. Like, it, it follows this, uh, uh, unnamed person who, uh, uh, suddenly finds himself in, uh, a mysterious village uh, in the mountains, uh, 
and uh, he meets people, starts to walk around. No, everyone has names and not numbers. Uh, but it's like obviously he he's he gets number six, uh, the main character. And obviously there's a number one he that does it like, and then there's number two who he's in contact with, uh, trying to figure stuff out. And I don't know, it's a show you definitely should check out because it's very different. Uh, and I'm not sure, I'm sure it's available somewhere. I thought about doing it for the podcast, but it's just not as why I don't know if, uh, maybe one day or maybe as a bonus or something, uh, uh oh, home media. Oh, there was a, uh, there was a book, uh, there was comics, there was DVDs, uh, and I'm sure it's like, uh, yeah, that 40 DVD box set, Blu-ray. So definitely something, another thing you could check out. Uh, what about Paranoid Android? Uh, that's a song, uh, from OK Computer from, uh, Radiohead, 1997. It was written, it's uh, six minutes long, four sections. It's uh, named after Marvin, the paranoid android from Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, It made it to number three on the UK singles chart. Uh, It's regularly considered one of their great songs. Uh, uh, The first version was 14 minutes long, very uh, Pink Floyd-esque, I guess. It says here on Wikipedia, kind of got deep purpley. And they did put it out on uh, one of their compilations, uh, but then they shortened it down. Uh, it replaced a big organ solo with a guitar solo. I guess it was recorded uh, uh, near Bath. Uh, Bath. Uh, uh, it's kind of it has parts from three different songs: uh, a little bit of Beatles, a little bit of Pixies, and a little bit of the uh, Queen. Uh, let's see, because uh, Paranoid Android is described as alternative rock or art rock or progressive rock, uh, G minor, 84 beats per minute, uh, release and reception, music video, uh, packaging, I'm just trying to read through anything, cover versions, uh, a lot of cover versions on here. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. You link to it. Uh, you read more about it here. What about? Uh, don't forget about Clancy Brown, the great actor. One of the great actors plays a lot of non-good guys. Uh, even though he seems like a good guy, uh, he's been in the movie. Uh, uh, let's see, he's been in the Highlander, Shawshank, Carnival. Uh, he's in the most recent Thor movie, Earth 2. Yeah, he's been on every, almost everything. ER, uh, The Riches, The Deep End, Leverage, Dukes of Hazard, The Flash, uh, Daredevil. Uh, does a ton of voiceover, holy cow, in Marvel and DC. Oh, he's in Buckaroo Bonsai. Let's see what else he was in here. Uh, Blue Steel, uh, Starship. Uh, wow, well, uh, let's see what else we got here. Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, what else do we got? Hail Caesar. 
and then television. He's been on TV since 1983. I'm pretty sure, wasn't he in Lost? Yeah, 2006. He was like a classic character briefly on Lost. I remember them talking about it on the Lost podcast, how much they wanted to work with him. Uh, oh, Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid TV show, though. Hercules, the TV show. So, I don't know, just another nice thing, Clancy Brown. And, you know, let's finish up with elbow grease. Uh, elbow grease is an idiom, according to Wikipedia, for working hard. Uh, figure speech uh, in, in, humorously indicating nothing but hard work is needed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, like, thought, thought it was interesting because that's how the Mandalorian gets out. It's actual using the elbow grease from a droid. Uh, so that's the end of the episode discussion. I'm just going to turn it over here really quick uh, uh, to uh, uh, to Wind- Windy Marshtrap. Oh, thanks, Scooter. Hey, this is Windy Marshtrap here with your uh, few minutes in uh, visiting Star Wars Galaxies. I wanted to tell you, if you can, uh, I mean, don't worry, I'm here with Dewey, Dewey, my do-back, and... Uh, Wanted to tell you if you, if you're ever in the area, visit Sorgan. That's S O R G A N. Sorgan. It's a beautifully a remote planet. Forests. If you if you if you like uh, your your uh, if you you know I know that people listening, they they may have interests uh, like walking in the woods. You could do that on Sorgan. Uh, if you like swimming, oh boy, Sorgan is like a land of lakes, lakes and ponds and rivers everywhere. Very, very uh, lush but temperate. If you're a fan of, uh, uh, now I know everybody, particularly Scooter, doesn't eat shellfish, but if you do enjoy krill, uh, which is a bit like shrimp, I may be, uh, but I don't know, but uh, you'll love Sorgan. And then also, oh, so many villages with handcrafted goods. And then, of course, Sorgan is best known uh, for for its liquors. Uh, it's the home of uh, many glowing li- liquors, uh, uh, which people really, really like to drink. Uh, so you could come there. If you wanted to have a drink that glows, uh, come to Sorgan. Sorgan, the home of drinks that glow. This is uh, Wendy Marstrap and Dewey the Dewback uh, saying, visit Oregon for the forests, for the people, and for the glowing drinks. Uh, good nights. All right. I want to thank everybody that reviewed the podcast recently. Yoga Yoga 123 said, amazing relief. I'll always, always fall asleep before he gets this story. Uh, I could fall asleep for hours last night, but this sound I was out, out in 10 minutes. Thank you. Uh, then Danny L, 22 from the UK, greatest sleep aid. Listening for four years, never fails, help me to sleep. Uh, I don't even get to the episode. Only thing that works for me. Uh, Fallout 321 says, this is a lifesaver. Podcast is a must-listen. and use it when I'm uh, traveling. Uh, and also any night when my mind is racing. It helps, puts me to ease, helps me fall asleep. Uh, uh, Layla Blue 22 Magical Podcast works without fail. I'm lulled to sleep, safe at ease, and drowsy. Uh, Joe McCall says, uh, Get best is my all time favorite. Uh, couldn't imagine what I'd do without it. Uh, when I can't sleep, gives me some of the focus on, helps me feel less alone. 
and also helps with my impatience to get back to sleep because uh, it gives me something to keep my mind occupied. Uh, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay says the best. I recommend this to every person ever. Uh, a certain age says uh, it's hypnosis, it's magic, it's unicorns, it works. Uh, a safe place to sleep. Uh, trusted friend, read to me till I fall asleep for however long it takes. Uh, if you dread bedtime as I used to, because the time when you're most alone, you owe it to yourself to try it at least three times. That's how long it took for me to stop trying to figure out the trick and simply let it work. As soon as I can, I'll join the sleepy supporters. Uh, Tim did not enjoy the podcast, not for me. That's pretty honest and clear. Uh, June said the best for sleep. I uh, never heard the end of it because it puts me to sleep every time. And then Make, uh, Mako Does It uh, from Canada said better than any sleeping pill. When I wake up uh, after sleeping this podcast, I don't even know what it was about. Uh, but I know I was put to sleep. It never takes me more than 20 minutes. I adore this. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for reviewing the podcast there. Uh, you can uh, uh, review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use. You can check to see. It's, uh, just let somebody know about the podcast. That's how we grow. And Sleeping Me exists as a free podcast because people that support the show on Patreon, buy the merch, support the sponsors. Uh, so thank you for all that. And here's the podcast uh, I want you to know about from Nightfound Presents. All right, everybody. It is time to talk about the mattress I sleep in nightly. And tonight's sponsor, Helix, Helix Sleep. Take that quiz at helixsleep.com slash sleep. And oh, how do I love my Helix. And not only do I love my Helix, my family members love their Helix. It just stayed at a family member's house uh, and I saw my uh, nephew Daniel had a Helix. I believe his parents have a Helix sleep too. So it's just so refreshing to know that I'm not the only one enjoying uh, sleeping on mine. But each one of us is different, right? And that's why Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, uh, including the award-winning Lux Collection and the newly released Helix Elite Collection. There's mattresses for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. And the way you know which mattress is going to be best for you, the way you sleep, and your body is to take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. That personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And Helix knows you want to get to know your mattress, right? And you get to sleep on it in your own home. They offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. And since everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently, Helix has different mattress models to choose from, designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. There's models with memory foam for pressure relief if you sleep on your side, responsive foam to cradle your body if you're a stomach or back sleeper. And way back when, when I took that Helix sleep quiz, I got matched with the Helix Dusk. I chose the Helix Dusk Lux. You know, I sleep on my stomach. I sleep on my side. I like to be cool. I love this mattress. Anytime I travel... I'm counting the days to get home and get in my Helix bed. And Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash sleep. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. Thanks, everybody.